This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to Three Yards Per Carry, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf and Simon. First and ten, the fake, good block in there and down it goes, caught at the 30, this is the dynamic hit, he's in for six, Tyreek Hill, touchdown! Second and six. Berrios on the move. Pitch out a chain. Blocked by Berrios. Blocked by Armstead. Look at him dive. Look at him score. The second down and goal. Oh, look at that. Shovel pass. A chain. Breaks a tackle and dives for six. Mostert is in. First and ten. Here's the call. The big gain. He broke a tackle of Sanders. He gets by the defensive back, Mathis, and takes it in for six. Let's dance the conga. A chain. Spinning. Mostert. Blocked in there. Touchdown. With the door open by the right guard, Robert Hunt leads the way. Fourth and goal. Oh, that's Mostert who takes it in. Mostert was in the backfield, third and seven against the call. There's a nice block from Hill. Oh, look at the move! Dazzling display! Touchdown, Miami! Mostert! On the interception, gives Miami this great position, second and goal. Shovel pass, A-chain, touchdown! Third down, 10, 32, White going deep. Oh, he's got Chosen! Beating Sertan for six! Second down and two. A-chain, big hole. Turns it on, accelerating. You can kiss him goodbye. In a game that almost defies description. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We've taken- 
from gold to gold like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, cause we're the Miami. Hello, welcome to the Arts Carry. It is a victory Monday, unlike any other. I can't, I woke up this morning and said to my other half, I had a dream that the Miami Dolphins scored 70 points and won by 50. Mm. And she said, yeah, dreams are great, aren't they? <laughs> but before we go any further, before I introduce the, the the guys, I just want to start with a moment of silence for Sean Payton's dignity and all Denver Bronco fans everywhere. <laughs> what about their media? And their media. And their media. Chris is here as always. Alf is here as always. I am Simon. You know the drill. The Miami Dolphins did something that in my lifetime, in Alf's lifetime, which is a long time, in Chris's lifetime, we've never seen the like of. I just want to get us rolling with some stats before we kind of get into it. Miami became the first NFL team to score 70 points in a game since November 1966, two months before the first Super Bowl. They broke team records for points, touchdowns, total yards, rushing yards, and second half points. 70 points tied the 1950 round, so the third most in a game in NFL history. 726 yards were second behind only a 735-yard effort from the Rams in 1951. They're also the first team to score 14-plus points in every quarter of a game since the Lions in 1957 against Cleveland. It was also the first 350-yard passing, 350-yard rushing game in NFL history. And I, I suppose just as wild as anything, there wasn't a single defensive or special teams touchdown as part of it. And most of the 10 touchdowns were scored actually as a result of sustained drives. We had scoring possessions entailing 75, 81, 75, 86, 90, 77, 68, 75, 7, and 3 yards, respectively. Yesterday was a very very special day to be a Miami Dolphin fan and drink it in because this is a an offense and a team that I don't know I'm not sure we've seen the like of this show three yards per carry is as always brought to you by prize picks use the promo code three yards that's three y-a-r-d-s get a hundred dollar match bonus on your one hundred dollar deposit by better edge go to betteredge.com forward slash five reasons get twenty dollars just for signing up by gopuff.com, use the promo code WELCOME1010. That's 1010. Get $10 off your first 10 orders. By factormeals.com, promo code 3, number 3, yards per carry, 550 for 50% off your first order. And by discountlots.com, call 661-485-4086 and use promo code 5FIVE for 10% discount and discover how land ownership is made easy. I've been thinking, boys, about how to start this show this week, and I genuinely am not really sure where where to begin. Have you both come down from the ceiling yet? Because yesterday, as I said, was a pretty special day. It was uh, completely insane, to the point where you start looking up like stats and obscure stats to try to make jokes about it. And I got one for you. Uh, that output would have been the greatest offensive output in the history of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Does that tell you uh, enough, Simon, of yeah. what kind of performance that was on Sunday? Chris, it was crazy, wasn't it? Yeah, because I was uh, trying to compare it. I was trying to compare it to a giant blowout in the Tua Tungabaloa era at Alabama, and there was none. So I tried to look for one for Jalen Hurts, and it didn't exist. AJ McCarron, it didn't exist. Uh, you had to go back to like 1921, and I'm not going to count football from 1921. Yeah. Uh, there was a game in 1951 where they scored 73 points. Uh, but I'm not going to count that one either. But Do you modern the era, 80s and, 
80s and 90s college football when like Tommy Frazier's Nebraska would score like 70 against East Chattanooga State or something. And it was just, it was that kind of game, Chris, wasn't it? It was just yeah. insane. I, I've never, you know, I've not, yeah, it, it is, it is like watching college football and they took on McNeese State. <laughs> you know, like uh, it was, it was something like that. Like you've seen some college games like that. So you, you can't say you've never seen it before. Um, but this was, this was just absolutely insane to see that happen on an NFL field on NFL Sunday, you know, against um, a team an that NFL team. And NFL team. <laughs> I mean, apologies uh, yeah. to the apologies to the Cowboys of McNeese State because I think they'd have beaten the Broncos yesterday. <laughs> you know, God, they, they, they do play solid football sometimes. But uh, <laughs> um, no, I, I think that uh, I think that this was this was one of the most unique experiences of the of the day. Um, you know, I have I I really have nothing against Broncos fans, and, and that's that's sort of like uh, it's not that I feel like um, torn at all because hey. We, we all just wanted to you know them to pile it on and 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 win just because we're big fans and everything but um I don't really have anything against Broncos fans or Broncos media uh for that matter uh you know so so, so there was a point where you just kind of feel sorry about him and you're just like you know you start the meme up that you're like he's dead already <laughs> just stop and 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 I think that that's I mean I saw the reactions are great though because I saw guys like reacting, talking about, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like when you play somebody on, on Madden and you keep, uh, and you keep unplugging the other guy's controller without <laughs> every time he's not looking. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's, there's, the it only was thing just that... incredible. It was an incredible like experience to watch. And, and by the end, you know, I was, I was like, yeah, sure. Go ahead and, and, and take the uh, scoring record. Take Get the 73 points. But, you know, I, I understand why they didn't, but still. Literally, Alf, the only thing that was missing was Taylor Swift in the stands because that would have been that would have been it. That would have, I mean, it couldn't have got any more than that. Uh, our Titans are not that good looking. <laughs> have you seen Mrs. Smythe, by the way? Goodness no, me. no. But oh, Durham Smythe is a looker. Uh, you oh. know, I just shortchanged our, our own tight end here. In favor of the Hall of Famer in Kansas City, but yeah, Durham Smythe is a looker. Mrs. Smythe is, whew, I mean, Durham is, <laughs> Durham is, I mean, he's a good looking lad, but he's punching well above his weight class. <laughs> nice. Whew, holy hell. Look, like I said, I don't really know where to start and what where, where we go with this. I, and I kind of want to talk a little bit objectively about just what we're seeing, Chris, from Mike McDaniel, mm. because people are talking about it and, you know, it, it's very fashionable. And I get that it's only three weeks. You know, and there is a lot of football to be played, and you do not win championships in in September. You know, and if you know people are talking about MVP and and all that conversation stuff is great, but let's not have the MVP conversation until you know after Thanksgiving in reality. So whilst it's great to be excited, and you know there is a massive game on the on the horizon, but it's a hell of a start, isn't it? And especially offensively, just like you know, into the bag of tricks time and time and time again. And it feels like no matter what happens, it's it seems very difficult. I mean, we made an all-pro corner in Pat Satan unless they look an absolute, you know, undrafted free agent. Yeah, I think I think so it's ironically, you know, maybe paradoxically, we 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 can't take much from this game in the short term, but we can in the long term. You know, like because and, and I say that I say that even though that sounds funny, because in the short term, we're thinking, 
you know, oh, is Tua going to get the MVP? And and as you say, you know, it's not even worth that conversation until after Thanksgiving. Uh, is is McDaniel going to get Coach of the Year again? Way too early. You can't even be having that conversation yet at this stage of the season. Are we going to get to the Super Bowl? It's it's week three, dude. Like we 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 won a game. You know, this is we're three and zero. That's a good start. Um, all of that into proper perspective, and yet, and yet. In the long run, and I was just saying this on Twitter, you know, there's two things that I want for the Dolphins. One is the championship. That's obvious. And um, but I don't I don't live for just championships. I, I, I'm not one of those people that, you know, we're all wasting our time unless they win the championship. The other thing I want is just an end to this football purgatory that we've been in for mm-hmm. over 20 years with Miami. And it's this endless cycle where we go through, you know, it's three different it's three different types of head coach that we basically go through. We're either we're either reaching for a um, you know, an iconic big name disappointment or we're hiring the uh, iconic big name disappointments uh, right-hand man who turns out to be a mediocre hard ass. <laughs> um, or we are hiring the quote-unquote QB whisperer who rode the coattails of a Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, and and we just kind of, you know, cycle through those over and over again with our head coaches. And I'm not saying we tried to do any different with McDaniel, because by all means, he was supposed to be the quarterback whisperer type. So, um, but I think that, uh, I think that what I, what solidified for me yesterday is just, I think they've, I think they've really done it. Like, I think, I think whatever, however they did it, it was luck, whatever you can say, they did it. This is a guy whose schematic problem solving is, and, and, and this is not an exaggeration to say, is the envy of the league right now. And this is a guy who, uh, you know, in, engenders a lot of trust with players, a lot of respect among players and peers. Um, and as a bonus, he's not a jerk. You know, so uh, and I think that that this is this is a very special thing. He's only 40 years old. He's not going to be hired away because of a promotion like a coordinator would. He's um, you know, he's not going to go into retirement uh, at 45 years old, I wouldn't think. Um, And he's uh, and he's not going to, you know, leave your mid-level conference for the SEC or something like that. You know, this is we're entering into a long period of time where we have you know, really competent coaching and, and we can breathe a little easier as Dolphins fans. And that's, to me, that's worth almost as much as a championship. So yesterday represented a lot for me. Like everybody's like, Oh, it's week three. It's just the Broncos. You know, it's not a championship. That's nothing like that. Well, yeah, that's true. But at the same time, this really just sealed it for me that we are entering a new era in Miami Dolphins franchise, you know, uh, history. Yeah. And, and that's as good as a Super Bowl to me. Yeah. Yeah. And Alf- let, let, let me add, let me add to that. Uh, one of the benefits of being on OnlyFans is that you get little nuggets like the one I'm about to give you that we had about, uh, what was it? Four years ago when Brian Flores was hired, when that hiring process was kicking off, Stephen Ross was stating his stated goals. For, for the team. And there weren't, you know, hey, I need to win a Super Bowl in the next three years. I'm going to die in the next 10. So I need my Super Bowl ring before I, I, I leave this world. It wasn't none of that. He wanted 
consistency. What did he want? He wanted a team that was going to be in the playoffs every single year. What he wanted was relevancy. This team is more than relevant. It's it's actually sexy. It's leading every single sports show, every debate show, NFL Live, NFL Network, everywhere. Um, mission accomplished, Stephen Ross. Now let, let's go get that ring. Yeah, it's um. Alpha, just talk to us a little bit about um because Chris talked about the, having the right coach, and we we obviously clearly patently have the right head coach, not only from a personality standpoint, you know, personality only gets you so far. You've got to show up on a Sunday and McDaniel has consistently generally done that for, for two years. Are there some issues that need ironing out? Yes. There's certainly last year. Some of them have been ironed out already this year. And that's the ability to have a plan B and, and a plan C because we saw that in week two. And we'll have to see that the further we go on through the season. But one of the things that I think all of us wanted to see more of, especially in critical situations, but also just, generally throughout games was more of a balance we got that last week with 31 runs 31 passes um you know in a game where we really needed it but yesterday we had two running backs uh Devon chain went for 203 204 yards uh most had a had a great game four touchdowns uh, mike mcdaniel understands that for this offense to be as elite as it clearly is he needs that running game to work. He can't just have two or drop back 50, 60 times and throw, 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 throw all the time. The running game has to, has to, has to work, and it is working. Absolutely, and it's it's expanded. Um, we know about the outside zone scheme. We know about inside zone, which is something that they go to sometimes, especially with Mostert. But yesterday, there were some elements of gap scheme. There were some called runs. There was, like... It looked to me like Mike McDaniels said, look, I'm going to empty out my entire running game bag here. Let's run it all. And his offensive linemen were absolutely eating it up. There was a play, and I spoke about this also on OnlyFans, how I don't know how you can grade Austin Jackson a 51 in run blocking on PFF. By the way, for, for whatever reason, Tua Tungvaluwa has a run blocking grade. Did you see him throw a block? And if you if you did see him throw a block, uh, let's stop doing that. Who's telling okay? not to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but there was a time, there was a play where, and I I, pl- I put pictures of it, I'll put up the, the video eventually, where Austin Jackson and Robert Hunt, this is the right guard and this is the right tackle. They end up on the left hash, picking up blocks 25 yards down the field with A-chain behind them. Now, that might say a lot about Denver, but it says a lot about your offensive linemen that they're sprinting 25 yards across the formation, picking up blocks in the secondary. Uh they're absolutely loving it. They're responding to it. And offensive linemen just don't like to take the punishment of pass pro all the time. You call runs, you're going to get them involved. And Mike McDaniel just has them. Uh, it's really Mike McDaniel. He's calling these runs, and they are responding. And eventually we'll give Butch Barry some credit, but it's really Mike McDaniel. He gave them a lot to do, and offensive linemen just love having a lot to do. Well, we sat here and we, we you know, bitched a little bit, um, you know, forgive the language, after week one because, you know, uh, we, we have an all-out passing attack in week one. And we're like, ah, here we go again, you know. Um, we're, it's, it's not that it was bad. I mean, the results of week one were, you know, exciting and it was a, it was a hell of a win and we were all excited about it. But um, the run game was left out of it. You almost get the feeling that there's there's actually there's there's a smart progression happening, a, a smart, you know, 
a plan, I guess, so to speak, uh, in the way that Mike McDaniel is unveiling different aspects of the offense uh, in response. And, and it's sort of like it's sort of like getting yourself into a puncher's rhythm of, um, you know, punch and counterpunch, because I think that in that first game, he really he really put the fear of God in everybody about the passing game again reminded them because the last time that they saw Miami playing with Tua Tungvaloa and Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle um it was not you know even with Tua out there against Green Bay and in some of the games uh on the west coast it wasn't that scary right it it, it hadn't been as potent as it had before well what did he do against the Chargers out on the west coast he put the fear of God back into everybody with that passing game. So what did we see with New England? Three deep safeties, you know, like uh, that. We saw a lot of backing up in the cur- uh, in the coverage with New England. We saw a lot of backing up in the coverage with um, the Denver Broncos. And with that, in that, within that context, they had the opportunity to all of a sudden hit you up for run explosives because you're playing so much coverage and because you're playing back that one little crease with these guys, these guys speed and they make your angle disappear and, and they're gone. So, so you get this. It's not that it's just the running game is being established, which they are leading the league in rushing now um, after this week. Um, It's, it's that it happened, you know, in its right time. And it leaves me wondering what's, what's the next step? (laughs) <laughs> what are they going what are defenses going to throw at us next that McDaniel is already planning for um uh, you know as a counter to the counter and and so it's it's just it's it's remarkable really one one player who i think you know we talk about Tua, we talk about Tari we talk about Rob Hunt who's had a fantastic start to the season but Raheem Mostert has been fantastic in all three games but the thing that i i think is really interesting and important about him is that he said that he'd added sort of eight, 10, 12 pounds in the off season. And you can really tell that he's running like a 215 pound running back. Now he does not go down on first contact. He punishes people. He's always falling forwards. I think he's had a brilliant start to the season. He has become a real factor and a kind of a, you know, for all of those people that wanted Dalvin Cook out there, Dalvin Cook's had 25 carries for 58 yards this season, which is about the same as two Chris Brooks runs yesterday. Um, so, and that's Chris Brooks, our fourth string running back, by the way. Um, so you can take your Dalvin Cook and you can keep him. Who um, had the who had the best run of the day? By yeah, the way, the, the long run was sensational. Was that sensational. was sensational and stuff by Chris to, Brooks? Kudos to Chris Brooks because he looked he looked like an NFL back. But Chris Raheem Mostert has been um, he he's been a real really solid player, hasn't he? Yeah, I think. And and last year you he was he was. This good, although probably a little bit more up and down, like a little spottier last year. Like he he had he had spots last year where he was this good. I mean, the the big long run of the year that he had last year was one of these same angry runs that we're seeing out of him, right? Um, and and I think that uh, he's he's playing as good as he's ever played in his career, and that's special because he's thirty one years old and. And we know what this posi- what is happening with this position. And uh, and honestly, I wish he could get paid a little bit more. Um, but there's certain realities of it. Um, and, and now, you know, with him running that way, and then you turn around and Devon um, uh, Achan, Achan, I guess, 
Um, yeah, Achan is uh, is you know he's going off for over two hundred and four touchdowns. Chris Brooks and one of his what was his second carry of the game breaks off that beautiful you know run that he had. Um, you know, and that wasn't necessary. You're not going to say, oh, the 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 blocking blew a wide open hole and he, he ran untouched until he got 50 yards. I mean, that was a great, that was a really great run. Um, I think I think that uh, this is really special what you're seeing from Raheem Mostert, and it's clear that he came into this year with a special focus that leads you to say he's going to have that year of his career, like that that year of his career. And so far, he is. A word out on Devon A. Chain because again, we I've used the word special about sixty thousand times, but that was one hell of a uh, a home debut for for the rookie, wasn't it? He he just exploded. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, it was it was spectacular. Uh, by the way, he's changed. I guess he's changing his name because on the dolphin in the Dolphins media guide, it says A. Chain. Well, Peter says- King this morning had him. So he's Peter King had him on the phone yesterday after the game, and he said Peter King said to him, "How do I pronounce your name?" And he said A. Chan. Yes. So yeah. <laughs> Now, somebody should get in his ear and tell him that A-Chain uh, presents some marketing opportunities. You know, uh, you can always use a few extra dollars, Mr. Also, A-chain. yesterday he had a Devon A-Chain chain. So it was A-Chain <laughs> wearing an A-Chain chain, which an A-Chan wearing an A-Chan chain doesn't really sound as good. No, it does not. Uh, but, you know, we talked about it. He seemed like in a hurry to get somewhere uh in 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 the preseason and he was playing way too fast but i always felt you know what he was going to be a menace in the passing game because you want to play fast in the passing game uh yesterday there was none of that yesterday there's actual plays like i'm telling you there's actual plays where you know and i understand you know austin jackson and robert hunt are pretty decent athletes for men their size but they're running in front of devon a chan uh 25 yards down the field so that, that's a, just some type of patience. And, you know, he was running through contact. He looked as dangerous as ever in, in the passing game. And they haven't shown everything that we've seen that we saw from him in the preseason or in in uh, in practice. Um, you know, there's a wheel rock coming. And who's going to run with Devon Achan, you know, 30 yards down the field on a, real, on a wheel rock? We shall no see. You wonder if that first game, Alf, if he was inactive, right? And he was he was declared inactive. He was a healthy scratch for that game, mm-hmm. um, and they even they even admitted it that he you know that he was a healthy scratch. And you wonder if that because there has been improvement. He he was running a certain way in preseason, and and we saw something a little bit different uh, yesterday. Um, you wonder if that kind of lit a fire under him. Either way, this guy looks never happy. Like mm-hmm. he, he looks. He looks always angry, always, always pissed off at all times. I, um, I think he has he has rookie face. Like he he you know he has he's like a little bit like shocked and very very locked in. Like he doesn't want to screw up. He's trying to listen to every single play call, you know. And but it's a good thing that him and Cam Smith, by the way, uh, they're the question askers. Like they're always asking questions, and they got their own vets. Cam Smith has Jalen Ramsey, and uh, Devon. HN, it's gonna take me a while to get used to that. Just think of the just think of the um the website where all those Nazi kids go. They're like the, yeah, the women go. haters. Um <laughs> so, Chan and H Chan. So that's that's all you gotta think about. <laughs> yeah. The guys and, that never a- leave their basement and, and <laughs> wank themselves silly. H Chan has Raheem Mostert 
and Mostert tells him, you know, I, I give him some stuff for every from once in a, uh, in every once in a while, uh, depending on his play. But you know, this was a game where I just had to tell him, man, you got something. Uh, yeah, I'm. I can't wait to see what is the next, the next uh, iteration of uh of Mike McDaniel's offense. We'll go to break in a second. Go to break in a second, come back and talk about the defense. But Chris, just a quick word on a guy that all three of us were very unhappy about pretty much when we signed him. Um, The job that Butch Barry has done with that offensive line is, uh, I mean, it doesn't even look like the same unit, even though it's the same players. And I'm not talking about Teron Armstead or Connor Williams. But, you know, Rob Hunt obviously has developed year on year and is becoming a Pro Bowl caliber guard. But just generally as a unit, Austin Jackson, Isaiah Wynn, even Liam Eikenberg played 30 snaps and didn't look out of place at center. I mean, the, the unit is moving quickly. I thought it was very interesting. Austin Jackson talked about how Barry had made and McDaniel had made them leave the huddle, get to the line, get set, get ready quicker so that there are less pre-snap penalties. We had a lot of pre-snap penalties last year, very few so far this year. In fact, I don't think we've had any or maybe one. Um, and just the little things, the important things that, you know, the coaches don't always necessarily pick up on and change year on year. It not only feels like McDaniel has done that, but it also feels like he's got kind of an offensive line cognoscenti in in Butch Barry who's come in and just completely changed the mindset of this entire unit. Yeah, and all, a lot of credit to Butch Barry for that. He was killed by certain members of um of the media, um, who, you know, I thought were being quite unfair. Um, but uh you know, he was, he was, he didn't come in with a great reputation, um, except for, you know, he kind of had a, a career habit of uh, being brought along by other coaches who are pretty smart coaches. And I think that they, they know, they know what they, what they're seeing um, there. And, and for us, you know, on the outside, trying to evaluate assistant coaches is I've, I've likened it before to, uh, you know, astrology. I mean, it's, just, it's, it's, we're just guessing out here with assistant coaches, to be honest. Um, but yeah, credit to him. It, it's one of those things where it looks like just all of our luck has changed right on the offensive line. And, um, and suddenly these guys, you know, Keon Smith was playing great in the preseason. Uh, Kendall lamb comes in for a couple games, plays out of his mind, you know, in place of Teron Armstead, but then Teron Armstead comes in and, you know, you see why Teron Armstead is still Teron Armstead. <laughs> yes, and 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 so you know, it's just uh, it just seems like a big changing of luck, and um, it, I think it's easy to attribute that to uh, personnel and say, you know, oh, we're getting better players, and so maybe some of that is true, um, but you know, a lot of credit to that uh, to that offensive line coaching uh, of Butch Berry's. Um, you know, he he really seems to be fitting into the offense, and everything just seems to work so well. There's an NFL game underway already in Chris's home city of Tampa. Uh, the Eagles have turned the ball over on downs in the um, in the uh, Buccaneers red zone. So it's still 0-0 in this game. Uh, Bucks have the ball. Um, we'll go to break in a sec, Alf. But uh, just in one word, how do you sum up yesterday in terms of the offensive performance? In one word. Optimal. <laughs> how many years have we used the words sub? optimal to describe <laughs> I, I, I recall us using the word shambolic a lot <laughs> an omni shambles has been used or an omni shambles an omni shambles has been used oh, wait, been let me no say something about teron armstead he's so good that he created his own technique yesterday i don't know if you saw the video but uh uh defensive end was trying to like shed on him and he decided you know what i'm gonna rewrite the rules of offensive tackle play 
that's been around for like the last 50, 60 years. And I'm going to slap his hands out of the way. Like if I'm the defensive end and then I'm going to re-engage him. And he sure enough, uh, he did that and then re-engaged him and then put him on his ass. Uh, I've never seen anything like that. The guy invents his own technique and it was a hell of a player. They, we just got to somehow figure out how to get him and keep him healthy. Keep him healthy. Keep him healthy. Right. We should be back in a minute. Have a listen to this. Let me introduce you to discountlots.com. You can become a landowner for less than $500 down and in less than five minutes. You heard that right. Discount Lots has transformed land ownership. No more hefty down payments, fees, and credit score worries. Now, imagine owning a piece of property with just a $1 down payment and $300 documentation fee. Discountlots.com makes that possible. And here's the kicker. You will get an extra 10% off any property by using the promo code 5 that's the word five, F-I-V-E. Discount Lots makes land ownership accessible to everyone with no credit checks, no background checks, and no income checks. Go to discountlots.com today and make land ownership easy. Again, use the promo code five, F-I-V-E, for 10% off any property on the site, or you can just call 661-485-4086 and tell them the promo code to get started. That's Five F I V E. Get started and begin your dream of land ownership with discountlots.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you a South Florida property owner with an insurance claim? Are you dealing with water, mold, or fire damage to your home or business? Are you having trouble locating a five-star rated general contractor that is fully licensed, certified, and insured? If the answer is yes, then Water Cleanup of Florida is here for you 24 hours a day. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael Robert 
Jorge and their team is prepared to handle any size property damage disaster. When an unexpected damage occurs to your home or business, you need specialized, fast, and reliable services. Water Cleanup of Florida understands the impact and stress an unexpected disaster may cause. Their objective is to make the cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle-free. Water Cleanup of Florida is also a licensed general contractor, so they provide the A to Z service, one-stop shopping that business homeowners and business owners require. Water Cleanup of Florida is now an authorized dealer of Eurocraft cabinets, so premier kitchen, bath, and laundry cabinetry, countertops, and other accessories are available for your viewing at their showroom in Boca Raton. Or, do you prefer to shop from your home or office? Then Water Cleanup will send you one of our design specialists to you with samples and products that fit your style and budget. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell phone if you have any questions at 954-579-0356. That's 954-579-0356. Or visit their website at wcufl.com. You can follow them on Facebook and Instagram. And please check out their more than 80 five-star reviews on Google and Facebook. Water Cleanup of Florida. If you have the schmutz, they have the guts. I'm Jalen Phillips, and you're listening to Three Yards Per Carry. Welcome back to the second half of Three Yards Per Carry. A very celebratory Three Yards Per Carry. A 70 to 20 Three Yards Per Carry. It was a score of yesterday as well. Uh, 70 to 20 had never been uh, an NFL score in the history of the game. Uh, we'll talk a little bit less, a little bit more briefly about the defense, but uh, generally guys, a solid performance with some, you know, some interesting numbers that were thrown up. EI Apple only playing four snaps, Justin Bethel, Chris, who you didn't want to talk about two weeks ago, has now <laughs> established himself. And let's not tell the listeners why he didn't want to talk about it, has now fully established himself pretty much as a nickel corner because he took, um, he took more snaps than anybody in that secondary on, on defense yesterday. Um, and has really kind of, made that position his own, especially with Cam Smith being a healthy scratch. Yeah, I think Justin, he, he had a stranglehold on the, uh, he already had a stranglehold on the dime position. Um, when they would go to dime, you know, he would he would be the guy that comes in and, you know, forget about it. That was, that was him. But as you, as you suggest, he, um, they decided to give him a little bit of bump up this week, you know, with, uh, with Eli, Eli Apple not playing as much. And um, and Cam Smith not active, uh, you know, which is sort of a similar shot across the bow to me as what Devon Devon uh, Achan faced in um, in week one. Uh, but Cam Smith wasn't active, so Justin Bethel got the bump up because he's been playing so well as a dime anyway, and uh, and excelled, did well. Yeah, absolutely did well. Emmanuel Ogba made a bit of an appearance yesterday, had an interception, uh, generally looked like the Emmanuel Ogba that we knew of uh, of kind of two years ago, Alf. And it was, you know, with Jalen Phillips going down again uh, and missing most of the second half, it was good to see Ogba step up and uh, and finally make a bit of an impact. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when when you play so many snaps in the second preseason game of uh, of the season and then you find yourself on the low end of the snap counts, to start the NFL season, it's hard to not say that he is in some some type of doghouse. But yesterday he was counted on, and this could have been... I think the game against Buffalo last year, came at week three, oddly enough, it was week three last year, I thought that was his best game as a Dolphin because he had, I believe it was, what was it, two sacks and like eight pressures against Josh Allen. But this came close, an interception, a sack, 
four pressures, he was really, really good. And it's good to see because, you know, you win in this league by putting your money on the field. And you don't win in this league when you have a $16 million a year player getting eight snaps in a game. Mm. So it's about time he produces and becomes a, I wouldn't say a focal point, but an important rotational player on this defense. But but it feels like they stopped fighting the tide a little bit with him because if you look at how he was used yesterday, um, you know, first game, first game he took uh, he took I think fifteen snaps in in space, you know, with his hand up, uh, three three snaps with his hand down, um, and then the second game, you know, sixteen snaps, all of them were were his hand up, you know, in space. Uh, this time around, you know, he 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 played about 10 snaps with his hand on the ground um, as a left defensive end or, uh, you know, um, um, or a right, right end. And, and so, you know, it was about half and half of, of what, you know, hand up off the ground or in space and versus uh, being kind of a defensive end, which is more his experience, more his comfort zone. And, and you sort of, you sort of almost think, you know, maybe, maybe we stop being, stubborn about this um and started putting him in positions that you know work better for him and uh and and i think what they a revolutionary got idea chris what's that what a revolutionary idea yeah it's 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 Putting round it is revolutionary and re- revolutionary in miami but yeah. um <laughs> yeah i think i think it's uh it, it definitely was a nice development a question for you. I know we're all always prisoners at the moment. Do we think that Kader Kohu is now the best cornerback on the Miami Dolphins? Uh, possibly more most complete corner because he's so good in run support. And he's really good as a force player too. Like you leave him uncovered as the nickel. Like he's he's like almost like another linebacker out there. He's such a good insured tackler. But Xavier Howard still has some moments where you remember he's Xavier Howard in man coverage. So it's close. He's the most complete corner. I know that. Uh, that's that's kind of a fact already. Chris? Well, what's yes, yes, I do believe he's the best uh, all-around corner for this team at the moment, given that Jalen Ramsey is not playing yet. Um, but what was interesting about how they used him is they didn't, they didn't play him in the slot as a slot corner a single time no. in this game. You know, and and that's that's just remarkable for considering his his experience um, and and the kind of player that he is. He was he was a wide corner for us almost or for the Dolphins almost exclusively yesterday. And um, and it's going to be it's going to be fascinating to see how that continues. It's it's not that I don't think he can play the slot corner. It's that um, you know almost as if he's graduating a little bit <laughs> beyond it uh, it's 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 just interesting to see uh, and, and I think he is the best corner on the field for the Dolphins at this moment the Perry Nickerson um Xavier Howard blitz was fairly funky from uh, from Vic Fangio who started to call up some pretty um some pretty funky blitzes yeah absolutely and um I thought it was also interesting to me was how he played Javon Holland now uh, play him a little closer to the to the to the line. Gone was most of that robber role that he was that he was playing in in against New England, and a little bit more faith in Deshaun, Deshaun Elliott. Elliott. Deshaun Elliott. Uh, well, I think Elliott's played really really well this season, and he's playing a lot of single high 
safety downfield. Yeah. Is that a really good understanding between the two of them as well? Yeah, and that takes a lot of trust from from Vic Fangio. And Vic Fangio, you know, some of these old coaches, you could hear their buzzwords. And when you hear their buzzwords, it's stuff that they actually really believe in. And Fangio tends to say the word trust a lot. And you could go back into his transcripts and just go look at each of his uh, each of his pressers. And he's always mentioning, oh, you know, uh, we got to be ready to to trust him in in this role or. You know, we haven't built up enough trust in this player. Uh, he seems to care about that word. And if he's caring about that word, that will explain why a rookie in Cam Smith, who I thought earned the right to dress in the home opener with his his work on special teams against the Patriots, that would explain how he he's inactive against Russell Wilson. And I would I would guess probably inactive against the Josh Allen, but we shall see later on uh this week. But yeah, you know, more trust is being handed to Deshaun Elliott. And I think that that great mystery of who's going to take that role in the regular season when there was a wide and open competition in preseason, I guess that's been solved. Those are our two safeties, Javon Holland, Deshaun Elliott, and that, they're going to be that for the balance of the season until Ramsey yeah, comes back and they try some new different things. Yeah. I've got two questions for you before we get out. One is related to the offense. Uh, and the first one is, and I'm I'm saying that as I'm sat here watching the Eagles, knowing that we're playing the Eagles in, in a few weeks' time. Do you think, Chris, there will come a point where defensive coordinators think, look, we can't we can't stop this Dolphins team. We can't. You know, New England tried to do what they did and they ran all over them and they were still able to move the ball through the air. You know, the, they, they went up and down the yard against... Um, against the Chargers on the road and they scored 70 at home against the Broncos. Is there going to come a point where they just like somebody does something completely funky and literally just, you know, rushes two defensive linemen and just drops nine people back into coverage and just floods. I mean, you know, Mike McDaniel has pushed the envelope as an offensive coordinator. Is it going to take somebody pushing the envelope as a defensive coordinator to, to get this thing figured out? And somebody just has to do something revolutionary to try and stop it. Yeah, I think it is going to take um, some, some sort of uh, novel approach to uh, to desync the the Dolphins' offense right now, um, because you know they've shown what they've already shown with the New England Patriots is they can go against a team that has or a defense, I say rather, whose strength of the entire unit is the defensive front, right? Um, that that was the Patriots. They were they were quite good, um, not not just good against the Jets, obviously, but in week one against the Philadelphia Eagles, who have clearly one of the best offensive lines in football. Um, so they can go against a, a unit that has a good defensive front, and what are they going to do? Well, they're going to get the ball out of two a, to his hands in under five se- or sorry, under two seconds um, on average, which is just just absolutely incredible. And and what what it did to that defensive front, rendering them completely superfluous, useless. You know, they might as well just been sitting against a fence post smoking a cigarette. Um, you know, was it should be illegal. So they've shown that they can do that. Um, but then they've also shown that they can um, that they can handle a defensive front that isn't quite that skilled as that. And and that if you pull back in the coverage, they've shown that they can hit you. You know, not just with wide zone and zone cutback, but also in between those two, you know, and, and hit you for an explosive run. Um, they've shown that they can hit you everywhere and they've shown a great variety of different things that they can. And people sometimes are like, Oh, they show too much on, 
they put too much on film already. Um, it's going to let teams catch up with them. That that's only a concern if you can only do a, a small number of things. At, at that point, you worry about how much you show on on film. If you can do a great many things, then the more things you show on film, the more things you you force them to prepare for, and then that just spreads defenses even thinner. It, it's going to take something either, and I I really think I'm going with extremes. I'm going with extremes like the all out type of zero that we we used to see from Brian Flores um, and Josh Boyer. It's going to take either something like that or it's going to take the sort of, um, you know, no down linemen. You might have defensive, uh, you know, guys that are considered defensive linemen on the field, but no down linemen um, with, you know, sort of uh, an amoeba look uh, on, you don't know who's coming, who's not coming, but also like um, the, the play that Kyle Duggar made in the uh, New England uh, game toward the end of the game where he just got his fingertips on that ball was an absolutely brilliant technique. It was a blitz option. It was, it, it was not a fake blitz. Um, he was actually coming until he saw that Connor will, that he was going to draw an actual block from Connor Williams, at which point he immediately reverses field and, and, and comes back into a short zone. And then he changed direction and got his fingertips on that ball, that, that ball that was against a zero coverage and it would have been a touchdown to Eric as a comma. I'm if you look at the all 22, it was absolutely going to be a touchdown. He was going to just catch it on the run and keep running forever. It's going to take something like that, like more expansion on that. But then I don't know what I still don't know what Mike McDaniel's answer is going to be to that. And at this point, I would assume he is going to have an answer to that. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a fascinating chess match to see the rest of the way. My final question, and I literally it's just a one-word answer from both of you, but as we were getting into the situation where Mike could have gone for it and broken the record, the points record, it would have meant Jason Sanders coming out. Would Jason Sanders have made the field goal or would Jason Sanders have missed the field goal? Alf? It would have gotten blocked in return for a touchdown. <laughs> Chris? He would have made it simply because it wasn't important. <laughs> there you go that's how much unfortunately that's how much faith we currently have in our former all pro kicker it was a hell of a game yesterday wherever you watched it wherever you were in the world uh if you're waking up in the middle of the night in australia or japan or in the uk or wherever you were it was an astonishing performance the one the like of which we've never seen in our lifetime and maybe never will see again 10 offensive touchdowns a, a, a master class from Mike McDaniel and an embarrassment that we put on the Denver Broncos. It finished Miami 70. I mean, in the UK, we would spell that score out afterwards if it was on the radio. Uh, if, it, if, if, a, if a soccer team scores seven goals, you then have to spell out S-E-V-E-N just in case people think that, that can't be right. <laughs> 70 to 20. We beat another NFL team by 50 points. We shall be back on Thursday to talk about a massive game in the AFC East, a massive game in the AFC, a massive game already on that long and winding road to home field advantage for the playoffs. It is the Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills in October rather than in the frigid snow of December. So we shall see you on Thursday night. Uh, thanks for tuning in as always. We do appreciate you. Uh, don't forget you can join us every single day on uh, OnlyFins. It's a massive $3 a month to sign up and chat with us and talk about stuff and a great community and videos and all sorts of college stuff, draft stuff, 
just a lot of fun, really, with a lot of good, like-minded Dolphins fans. So um, that's so very do- easy to sign up. Go to our three yards per carry Twitter, uh, at three yards per carry, and uh, all the details will be there. We shall see you on Thursday. Thank you very much indeed. Oh, by the way, 70-20. Oh, I forgot. Game balls. Crikey. We don't, I've, uh, I got so excited with the score, I forgot to do game balls. Alf, your game balls? You know what? Uh, I'm going to stick to what I decided to do this season, and I'm just going to give one because it's too easy to just say, ah, the, the whole offensive line <laughs> gets a game ball. So I'm going to I'm going to stick to my my new tradition, which is just giving one out. How can you not give it to the rookie who sees his first real action in the NFL and gets four touchdowns, two of them through the air, two of them on the ground, and 203 yards rushing? Yeah, Devon Achain or Achan. However the hell he he pronounces it, that's who gets my game ball. Chris? I'm going to go with A-Chan as well because, uh, you know, I don't want that to get lost. 233 total yards, four touchdowns on really his rookie debut. If if this if it were any other week and any other result than the 70-20 just shellacking, uh, we would be wagging our tongues about this for a month, you know? And um, And I think so he deserves his flowers. Yeah, I mean, A-Chan for me as well. I mean, you, you don't rush for 200 yards and four touchdowns in your home debut and uh, and and not win the award. So uh, just to say for those of you uh, who are on social media that uh, Bradley Chubb wore a microphone yesterday and the Dolphins have uploaded a sexy minute of Chubb uh, celebrating and talking to A-Chan and all sorts of business uh, in the game yesterday. So that's well worth looking at because I've just seen it, albeit on mute. Uh, on Twitter. So we will see you on Thursday night for the preview of the visit to the Bills. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.